Want to be a part of the conversation? Then let us know on the TNT Radio interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's news talk, TNT Radio. Tyler Nixon on today's news talk, TNT. Happy President's Day, my friends. Today is February 19th, 2024. It is a Monday and it is a national holiday here in the United States. Uh, we celebrate the uh, birth of President Washington and uh, President Lincoln as well. So it's a, it's a federal holiday, but we are here uh, at today's News Talk delivering you uh, content just as uh, hard hitting as always. Later this week, uh, big event happening. Julian Assange is having his uh, extradition uh, appeal hearing at the uh, UK Court of Justice, High Court of Justice in uh, London. TNT will be there covering it uh, around the clock, uh, as well as with uh, interviews and uh, reactions around the city of London. And on Thursday, very exciting, uh, I will have former CIA agent uh, and federal whistleblower John Kiriakou, uh, who has actually been named by WikiLeaks to be their spokesman and Julian's spokesman in the United States if uh, the extradition goes through. John is a warrior for uh, freedom, for uh, against the the tyranny that uh, he saw growing and and went to prison actually for. Uh, he was uh, he, he uh, divulged the fact that they were spying. You know, that they were spying on a domestic uh, spying going on within these intelligence agencies. Blew the whistle, and uh, he's been a fierce advocate for Julian Assange's uh, fate, and has you know sort of been involved in that entire movement. Um, and he's a great guy, an excellent writer, and he is. Uh, I think we're, we're honored in the midst of that to have uh, have him because uh, God forbid, I hate to say it, if it, it looks like it probably will happen based on uh, precedent that uh, uh, Mr. Assange will be extradited to the United States. But we hold out hope. Uh, John Kiriakou will be the spokesman. I don't think he could find uh, a better person to represent uh, his interests and the interests of uh, WikiLeaks and of journalistic freedom. Uh, and against uh, this just uh, horrible police state uh, garbage that we've seen growing up uh, and the tyranny that we've seen coming out of the last, uh, uh, you know, this administration. And really, it was all set up under Obama's administration more than anything uh, and teed up, I guess, by the Bush administration. So we've had other than Donald Trump being a uh, somewhat of a sort of a pause, I guess. Uh, and hopefully if he uh, is reelected in November, it'll uh He'll take that, those forces on. But, uh, you know, I have to say, if you have not seen the interview that Tucker Carlson did, uh, that he's just released uh, with, uh, I believe, Mike Benz. Uh, Benz is the guy's name. You will be outraged. Uh, and I was I was livid. If you thought it was just a matter of the tech uh, tech company censoring on uh, you know social media, sort of you know taking down posts it is so much more comprehensive in depth and organized than that uh, on a really a frightening level uh, i mean this has been a concerted uh, uh effort involving the atlantic council and our military and our intelligence agencies all turned inward domestically to where uh it's no longer a matter of preserving democracy overseas uh you know where they were toppling governments that were perceived as being authoritarian or anti-democratic now it's been turned inward and democracy saving democracy is the supposed goal and as a result if you question anything related to elections or anything really it's 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 crazy they I mean they, they say saving democracy and they want to preserve democracy but what they're really doing is uh using authoritarian and totalitarian tactics and manipulating everything i mean on a grand scale i'm talking automated censorship um they had prepared upwards of 61 different narratives uh surrounding covid uh everything related to vaccines and they created keywords and essentially automated uh automated the uh censorship and suppression of people who were uh, counter to the uh, the, ma you know, the mainstream, really the state narrative, the state propaganda that was being put out around that. And the same thing was done in the 2020 election, um, mass manipulation and using our resources. And and it's not just uh, again, it wasn't just the media. It, it was uh, all different, uh, all different outlets and possible angles that they could approach it just as though they were uh, frankly dealing with a foreign uh, a foreign uh, government or a foreign state 
and uh, needed to somehow preserve democracy or install democracy there. It really is, uh, it's anti-American, it's un-American. And on this President's Day, when we think of uh, George Washington and the great presidents, uh, particularly uh, General Washington, President Washington, the sacrifices that were made to forge this republic and to uh, create the constitution that we have and to promulgate that and to enshrine the rights, uh, the First Amendment, of course, being you know free expression, free press, uh, freedom of religion. And uh, all of this is secondary. I mean, there are people involved with this cabal that are uh, attempting to manipulate and uh, create a totalitarian state that's in has total informational control over the uh, the people of the United States. I mean, they they're that one of the lead proponents of it literally has advocated the the abolish abolishing the First Amendment. It's saying it's you know it's inconsistent with the uh, the internet and the information age that they can't really get a handle on it. So let's just abolish the uh, th that right. Well, you know, I don't think what they don't understand is that. Uh, these are God-given rights. These aren't rights that are conferred upon us by the government or by any state. The state only exists to protect those rights uh, and not infringe on them at minimum. And they cannot touch them. And if they and if they uh, dare even go there on any of these uh, any of these core uh, human rights, which are constitutionally enshrined, um, they're no longer a proper, legitimate, constituted government uh, of the uh, American people. So. You know, I mean, at what point are we going to say this is it? I mean, this, you're you're not our government anymore. You're just a criminal cabal that's run loose because you have the resources to do so, and there, you know, have to have to be increasing pushback. Um, I don't have a ready-made answer, but I know that the man I'm bringing on as my guest here in, in a few minutes, Ivan Reichlin, is uh, he's a deep state marauder. He's a former Green Beret. He's a constitutional attorney. He is a uh, a man after my own heart and uh, sort of a, a kindred spirit when it comes to taking on the forces of evil that are infesting the swamp, the sewer, excuse me, that is Washington, uh, D.C. And he uh, he's uh, he's been really so someone who's come up with uh, the most hard hitting possible uh, uh, plans, strategies, whatever you want to call it, uh, pushback against uh, against the creeping Leviathan uh, totalitarian government that we see growing up around us and that has been uh, insinuating itself into every aspect of our lives and really just uh out of the arrogance is 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 beyond me i don't know where these people what what they think empowers them to do this in the united states i mean it almost it almost reeks of foreign influence people like soros and these others uh who have no sense of an american uh, american liberty uh, American rights and the traditions that we have that that frankly kept this country free and in many ways kept the world free and offered the world a uh, a citadel of freedom to look to. And yet they're always trying to take it down and uh, because they're basically uh, wicked, evil, globalist uh, tyrants, would-be tyrants. And uh, they will not succeed as long as there's uh, men like Ivan uh, and uh, patriots like you out there. So uh, we'll, we'll be getting to Ivan here shortly. And we're going to talk to him about a, a bunch of different issues uh, here on the Tyler Nixon show. You're watching uh, today's news talk TNT, where we're lighting the fuse for freedom. Don't go away. TNT's Abby Roberts. So this is the headline in The Guardian. Pleasure of sex is a gift from God, but avoid porn. Pope advises. What is it with religious people and sex? Isn't there anything else that's 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 more important to worry about? And this is what uh, this is what Pope Francis uh, say. I'm gonna I'm gonna read in an Italian accent just to be even more offensive. Sexual pleasure is a gift from God, but Catholics must avoid pornography. Pope Francis has said. The pontiff. Oh, I'll tell you what, though, he was all for giving people lots of pricks during 2021. Bloody hell, mRNA's fine, but just not porn. Abby Roberts on TNT. While serving in Vietnam, a grenade took my ability to see. Today, I'm a sculptor creating new visions. Now, my fingers are my eyes. As a veteran, I know the challenges of life can be great. In my art, turning a lump of clay into something beautiful, that means a lot to me. Life is like that. We each must use what we can to make things better. DAV helps veterans like Michael get the benefits they've earned. 
They help more than a million veterans every year in life-changing ways. Now, I show others how they can create something with their own hands. With support from DAV, more veterans can shape their lives into a thing of beauty. My victory is bringing beauty into the world. Michael Naranjo, may your victories inspire many more. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Sometimes, a car comes along that changes everything. With innovations never thought possible and features that make you wonder, how did people survive without this? This is that time, and this is that car. This is the world's first DWB. Equipped with transparent doors to eliminate reasonable suspicion, whatever that means. A 10 and 2 steering wheel that keeps hands visible at all times. We remove the glove box so there's no confusion about what the driver is reaching for. With a touch of a button, the ultrasonic biometric scanner displays the license and registration of the driver to ensure contactless exchange of information. With no trunk, nothing can be concealed, so therefore, there is nothing to search and seize. To ensure you will never be mistaken for breaking the speed limit, we've installed limited edition airless tires. And we remove the engine because, honestly, why risk it? DWB, the first vehicle of its kind, where the safety feature is the car itself. I do a lot of streaming radio. I do a lot of free streaming. TNTradio.live. Welcome back to the Tyler Nixon Show here on today's News Talk, Lighting the Fuse for Freedom. Uh, we're just uh, queuing up our guest, and he'll be joining shortly. But uh, after today's uh, after today's show, well, every day after the Tyler Nixon Show, uh, is an excellent two-hour blockbuster uh, show, really very much the flagship of uh, today's News Talk, and that's State of the Nation with Steve Hook and Brian Hesher McLean, not to be missed. Uh, I'm honored to precede them. They have uh, a really, it's it's become an excellent, uh, excellent show to watch. I mean, multiple guests, they cover a range of topics. I learn something every, every time I watch that show, I learn something uh, new and uh, great colloquy with uh, two of my good friends, uh, uh, Steve and Hesher. And it's uh, it's definitely a, a must watch, as is all the uh, uh, programming we have here on uh, TNT. I mean, it's really an excellent, uh, excellent network with uh, voices for liberty, people who are not constrained by the corporate uh, fascist uh, propaganda machine type uh, uh, constraints that you get. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it really is. It's, it's a rising star and it's a place where people can speak freely. And speaking of speaking freely, I want to bring in our guest, uh, who is uh, a bomb thrower, a former Green Beret, uh, a, a, a beacon for liberty, a deep state marauder, a man after my own heart. Ivan Raikwin, welcome to the Tyler Nixon Show. Great to have you with us, my friend. Hey, I appreciate you, Tyler. Thanks for having me on. Hey, man, I appreciate you coming. And uh, yeah, I know you've been. So you've you're been, a Green Beret, you, too? Is that what, I saw your signature block. I'm wearing no. I was in the 11th group, uh, but never, never was tabbed. So, but I do wear the crest though. Uh, okay, okay. 11th group was at uh, Fort Meade. It was a reserve group, so you know. Yeah, I was absolutely. Uh, but I, but and I was they definitely collapsed in 1994 during the uh, good yeah. old your boy Clinton. Yeah, I, I, we, but not before we jumped with the Canadian Airborne. Um, if you remember the Canadian Airborne Regiment, and then they shut down. Like I think a year later, uh, remember they had the incident with the Somalis. There were some deaths. 1993? No, no, it was 90. Well, this, yeah, this, it was like 94. No, it was, yeah, it had been 93. The Canadian Airborne was, the, it was part of the Somalia uh, 
you know, inter- incursions or whatever was going on there. And there was an actual, uh, someone was uh, killed. There was, uh, the, I guess, guys in the Canadian Airborne got out of control and they killed some, some uh, one or two Somalis. And it was, it, it pretty much took down, I think, the whole Canadian Airborne Regiment. But we flew oh, wow. up and ju- we flew up and jumped with them. You know, just okay. total Hollywood jumps, of course. I mean, you know, <laughs> we weren't doing the, the whole combat deal. But, um, well, I, you know, I've, I want to hear a little bit about your career. I mean, it's, uh, you know, Green Beret. I mean, you're, you're a certified badass, no question about that. And, you know, you, you definitely have the, uh, the fighting spirit of the warrior spirit of the Green Berets, of the Special Forces. Can you just give us a minute of your uh, background? Yeah, just real quick is that uh, I spent 25 years across the entire kind of defense apparatus, national security defense apparatus. I was a start off infantry, then became intelligence, then uh, did a little time as a military attache. As it applies to today's climate, it's pretty relevant. In 2007, I was a reserve attache in Tbilisi, Georgia, when the same U.S. ambassador that was there ended up being the U.S. ambassador in Ukraine in 2014 when I served on the Ukraine crisis team in the Pentagon. I did some some special stuff, I guess, uh, but also became a Green Beret. Uh, so I kind of was dual-hatted towards the last part of my career where I retired as a lieutenant colonel, Green Beret, like I said, Green Beret intel officer. And I also, in my full-time capacity, was teaching intelligence analysis and national security at the Joint Military Intelligence Training Center uh, as my kind of full-time contract position. And then in the reserves, I finished off in a unit called the 75th Innovation Command, where I was a technology scout on behalf of Army Futures Command to basically uh, be a touch point with Silicon Valley and the greater Bay Area uh, in, in terms of AI mixed reality and gaming companies that were interested in doing business with the Army in order to improve our national security capability in those arenas to basically provide uh, services and products in in that realm. And in addition to that, I've done some, you know, I I picked up a law degree, became an attorney, focused on national (laughs) security. So that's kind of on the side, if you will. Yeah. You say Uh, that so casually. It's like along uh, the way, five continents, you know, countering ISIS, Taliban, MS-13, Russian aggression throughout that career. So now fighting our domestic (laughs) enemy. Yeah. Do you, do you shave your head to make way for your brain? Cause it's gotta be, it's enormous. I mean, seriously, five languages and, and a law degree. Were you prior enlisted? Yeah, just briefly. I, I, I saw the paycheck. I did a little enlisted time in the national guard and I thought to myself, you know what, this ain't going to cut it. Let me just uh, increase my <laughs> that's capacity. Exactly, but then, uh, that's ex- but then unfortunately yeah, that's, it's not as interesting being officer, right? You just manage and yeah, it's true. I mean, it, it's, 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 it's certainly more cushy than, than being, being a, uh, you know, private or even a specialist or a, or a buck sergeant. I mean, that's, you know, the, the, the you know, what rolls downhill. And, and I, then I was actually enlisted for uh, three years active in the Berlin brigade in the infantry. And okay. man, we humped, we humped, hump, hump, you know, you've, if you, you've been in Germany, you know, Grafenvir and Hohenfels and, uh, you know, all those, those godforsaken uh, uh, training areas. No, I, but I had my fair share of moving around with 140 pound packs. Let me grab something here. I can't <laughs> really hump around too, too big of a pack backpack now. Cause I just broke my leg last month. And so yeah, what, as what, of today, I'm officially walking on a cane before I was in a wheelchair, then crutches. Yeah. Walker. I saw the crutches. Amen. As of today though, I can move around with this bad boy. That's good. Good. Yeah. <laughs> like you need, that's good for beatings too. I'm sure. Right. In case you come across any, <laughs> any uh, way, wayward leftists that need to be, uh, you know, corrected. We, we kid, of course we don't, we I don't advocate violence in any way whatsoever. No, I advocate the most peaceful and patriotic, uh, consequences that exist to known to, to mankind. Right. Yeah, exactly. We didn't, we didn't become attorneys to resort to violence. You know I mean? That's, <laughs> uh, that's, you know, we, we were going to, we're going to outmaneuver them. Uh, we've got the right on our side. Uh, so you've, you know, one thing, are you, you, you know, you got a law degree and now did you practice, did you set up a practice or did you go straight into uh, sort of the political side of things? I mean, it's uh, it seems like a, a really f- like fast upward trajectory, uh, tra- uh, trajectory, excuse me, that you took uh, in your career. No, I mean, so in terms of all, all the endeavors that I've been involved in as it applies to my legal capability, has been unconventional law fence. And it's basically, <laughs> I love I've created that. a niche where some people call it lawfare. 
But I mean, you know, just as well as I think most folks that a Green Beret is kind of trained in order to conduct what's known as unconventional warfare, which That's is right. for those that aren't aware what that means, it's you are like, especially as a detachment commander, or as an officer, you go into another country where the current leadership there is not friendly with U.S. interests. You train, advise and equip their equivalent of an insurgent force to make them capable through training, advising and equipping to then overthrow their government. So to, to flip governments. Right. And you do it in their local language. So apply that and then bring that back to the United States within the constitutional legal framework. Right. All it is is politics. So when That's you look right. at it from that, when you look at it from that lens, I some people call it that I'm a ball gardener, meaning I identify those institutions and those politicians and those, I should say, constitutional actors that are currently in place. And I try to train, advise and equip them uh, by giving them more courage, meaning. Increase the size of their balls yeah there yeah, yeah and so <laughs> i was wondering what you meant but i thought <laughs> thought she was gonna be something like you had a lot of balls in the air but apparently you just need, so need two big ones right kind of, i mean i know i know that sounds vague but i'll give you an example uh i guess some of the bigger plays that i've done is you've heard of the operation pence card back in december no, uh, of 2020. was that where uh pence would would be uh he would preside over the House and the Senate, and then it would, uh, you no, know, go tell us about it's it. More, I mean, it's I, more I new. I'm... You're an attorney, so if we can break it down, there was two components. I've been accused of, oh, he orchestrated January 6th. Well, that's kind of true, but not from the perspective of what most people think. Yeah. I orchestrated January 6th because of my First Amendment activity using the legal framework and my background uh, in the framework of the Electoral Count Act of, you know, uh, Title Three, U.S. Code, Section 12, which basically said that if if the president of the Senate did not receive electoral college votes from the states, in this case, uh, constitutionally deficient, then it was on him to go ahead and send it back to the states. So that would have been an, a maneuver back in December 23rd of 2020. President Trump retweeted that on December 22nd or maybe the 23rd, and Pence didn't do anything. So that was yeah. that. But a lot of people confound that with that has something to do with January 6th. It has nothing to do with January 6th. What January 6th, my involvement there was advising Kevin McCarthy and Mike Pence's chief of staff to allow for a vote in the House to take place under the major under the state delegation framework. So imagine Arizona's objections take place. Kevin McCarthy during the breakout says, hey, we're just going to vote one state, one vote. And with that, we're going to win 27 to 20 to three. And then we yeah. come, when we come back into the joint session, it's going to be up to Mike Pence, or Mike Pence to decide on whether he's going to take the Nancy Pelosi 222 to 212, allow Biden electors or the Kevin McCarthy majority state delegation under the 12th Amendment framework. And because that was being discussed, Nancy Pelosi had to activate the Fed surrection to block yeah. that from taking place. So that's, right. that's what I mean by, yes, I'm the one that orchestrated January 6th because Pelosi had to execute the Fed surrection in response to uh, those two individuals enacting what I had proposed. Now we have a quick news bulletin coming in just for a minute, uh, and we're going to continue this on the other side of that. Uh, you're watching the Tyler Nixon Show with my guest, Ivan Raiklin. Don't go away. I have some even more exciting news. TNT Radio News. For TNT, this is James O'Neill. Retired Harvard Law Professor Alan Dershowitz suggested that Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis may have lied under oath during her testimony related to the prosecution of former President Donald Trump in Georgia. The case accuses Trump and co-defendants of attempting to alter the 2020 election outcome. Flood watches and warnings are currently active across coastal and mountain regions of California as forecasters anticipate heavy rainfall from a substantial storm moving southward. Globalist agendas, democratic rights at risk, corruption, propaganda, it never stops. 
for the news and views silenced by the mainstream media, by government and corporations. Vote one. TNT Radio. Free speech always has a home here. Stay up to date with the latest live news and current affairs delivered by our lineup of expert commentators and hosts. Listen to TNT Radio anywhere you go. Ask Alexa or Google to play TNT Radio or download the TNT Radio app for free from the App Store or Google Play. Today's news talk. This is TNT Radio. My guest on this President's Day 2024 Ivan Raiklin, a deep state marauder, Green Beret, constitutional attorney, and I'm very much a mastermind. Uh, I have to say, you know, every time there's been what I view as a really an excellent strategic plan, such as having Donald Trump become Speaker of the House. I mean, that was your idea. And I, I wish it had I wish it had come to fruition. That would have been just delicious. I mean, but unfortunately, the institutional politics and the uh, the stasis that we have in the in the sewer, it's not even a swamp, it's a sewer. Uh, you know, just seems to jump in the way of of great plans that you've uh, hatched and and have put forward. And you mentioned this, uh, the, the you said the Pence Guard plan. So when February, uh, excuse me, when January six came about, what you were, uh, what you know, you were, you said with uh, McCarthy, uh, McCarthy's chief of staff, and or Pence's chief of staff, and McCarthy, right? Were you in the Capitol when that happened? So, two questions there. I was sending the information to. I was texting McCarthy as well as, uh, I believe, email, and then through another individual provided the information to Mark Short, which was Mike Pence's chief of staff. If you guys don't believe me, go ahead and ask them to disclose their text messages through a subpoena, FOIA, whatever. Um, As far as where was I on January 6th, I was in Washington, D.C., exercising, conducting lawful First Amendment activity, I like to say. And it was primarily at the ellipse. And then luckily, because I had to, uh, I had to it was cold and I had to use the restroom. Huh. Thank God. No, I, I remember that. It. Honestly, that's, <laughs> that's what happened to me, man. I was like my infantry, you know, my knees were starting to ache. And I'm like, oh, God, do I, can I go down there and stand? And, you know, the, 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 you know what hit the fan? And I said, oh, yeah, geez, luckily I, you know, I had I'm to not, go I'm not. And I headed over to the Holiday Inn down there, I think on Third Street or something like that. And then yeah. after that, I, I went home. It, and it, so, so did it, it kicked off while you were there and you realize, oh man, this is, this is not good. Yeah. You could hear the noise on the, I mean, there was a lot of sirens going on. The, the armada came in. So I didn't really know what was going on until I started doing analysis and you know, afterwards and then talking to folks. And it wasn't until recently over the last year after communicating with, you know, Loudermilk and his staff and chief Sund and Tarek Johnson and all these, and then, uh, folks at the RNC security basically compiling the information and doing my own separate investigation that I come to the conclusion that uh, of what I basically just opened up with, that it was a Fed surrection in response to blocking Trump from, I mean, it was essentially a guaranteed reelection because if they would have made the decision to vote by state delegation, because there's no precedent on a requirement on how you vote on the objections, the Electoral Count Act is silent. The 12th Amendment is the only place that talks about a style of vote. And in that, it's where there, where when there's um, a candidate, no one gets the majority of the electoral college votes. Then it goes to a contingent election, and that vote occurs under a state delegation framework. But it doesn't yep. dictate nor specify how the objections take place. So then it's really up to the House body, with the confirmation of the presiding officer, to make that determined adjudication. And I argue that, hey, this is a simple. Literally, I'm I'm placing the golf ball. 49% over the hole. All you have to do is blink and then it will basically fall in. Yeah. Uh, but guess what happened? A facilitated yeah. unlawful entry into the Capitol known as an insurrection, but an actual fed surrection. And yeah. I got so many hours of details on who was involved in that. It wasn't just Nancy. I mean, there was a lot of downstream actors. No, um, no doubt. I, I, I feel like it was uh, what we've seen. It was, it was more coordinated in so many ways than than any of the events that were staged by President Trump's people or, or you know, Trump supporters, far more, uh, you know, intentional in what they were doing. And, you know, I mean, it's just no question. And, and the fact is, as I knew right away as well, because first of all, they got what they wanted, which is to completely cow or uh, uh, just you know, stop the objections, stop the process and have everybody just sheepishly come in and, you know, prove the electors and basically just make Biden president right yeah. then and there. And that, you it's know, that was object- all of this. 
all of this goes back to 2016. So as you watch Tucker interview Mike Benz, I don't know if you saw that on Friday. Uh, I didn't know. Essentially the history. Oh, Mike Benz. Yes. Lays, I just said, yeah. That, oh, yeah. I mentioned it at the beginning. Lays out disgusting, the history man. of the censorship oh, industrial complex. And all of these transgressions by the deep state started with the illegal spying and the defrauding of the FISA court. And since then, it's been cover up after cover up. Like the, the Mueller investigation was the cover up. Well, throwing out Mike Flynn, General Flynn, was the first cover up. And then because he was the first person and the only person to be able to uncover that activity. Yeah, because of he had he had to be advice. taken out. He had to be taken out. There's no way he they was the most, let him he was more there. dangerous than Trump because he yeah, knew absolutely what yeah. to ask and who to ask. Right. And so that bought them time. They launched Mueller investigation. Then they did the Eric Cheramella whistleblowing uh, and so on and so forth. And then when you come to after the the parliamentary coup that took place on January 6th, a.k.a. Fedsurrection, that's when Pelosi and Lizzie Cheney and Benny Thompson. Guess who this you, you probably don't know this, but you know who the staff director was for the J6 cover up committee? Uh, I've seen the name. Don't no, so, tell me. It's so important to know. David Buckley was the staff director. Now, guess who David Buckley was? David Buckley was the inspector general for John Brennan at the CIA. Oh, well, geez. that doesn't mean anything until you basically look at the 51 that signed on the remember the 51 that said that the Biden yeah, laptop had all the of course of a Russian information campaign. Well, mm -hmm. David Buckley was one of those 51. And yeah, guess what? Unbelievable. He then became the staff director to then weaponize that committee to go after those that would expose the Fed direction and all the transgressions previously, which made me a target. And so when you make me a target, I make you a bullseye. And so that's hmm. why I do deep state marauding as a profession. Well, it was, it was that way. Scum by name, date, location, and transgression, and then amplify it. But they have a lot of levers of influence, like censoring me across everything. They put me on the quiet skies program. They do the quad S on me. And then I have, then I have to drive. Right. So like it's yeah. a cat and mouse game. And in the game of chicken, I either win or you lose. Yeah. I like that. Like those, uh, I like that split. Well, you know, we look at like CIA Morella, <laughs> CIA, CIA Morella. Okay. Like it was so incestuous and these people were yep. so directly connected to, you know, clearly partisan apparatchiks out of the Obama regime that they, yep. they tried to make him so-called, you know, whistleblower. I mean, remember how Schiff was trying to hold back? Oh, we, you know, you can't identify him. I mean, they were literally like taking down people who even dared mention him were being like blotted out of YouTube. Yeah. And then his two attorneys, the guy's Andrew Bakaj, Mark Zayed. When you start doing the link analysis on all these, oh, by the way, I used to teach link analysis and Intel analysis to our professionals within the Intel community. So I apply those skills and apply it to this, this problem set of like who was involved, in, uh, who is the deep state, how, why, right? The five W's of it. And then you start to piece it all together. And, and so I put out the deep state target list on Alex Jones's show a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And I'm, bas I'm basically asking uh, Elon Musk to go ahead. When you look at that list, and you look at the ones that have Twitter accounts, can you imagine if Elon Musk released all of their direct messages from their Twitter oh accounts? God. There's no FOIA required. You would you know, I, I, all I, I, communications. No, it's funny Rome because I, I was, as I, I, as I saw that entire rogues gallery, this like criminal uh, pastiche just cross the screen of all these people. I thought to myself, <laughs> you know, they're so, they're so arrogant. They probably didn't even try to conceal their communications or in any way sort of co do it like covertly or like using. Right, because they own you know, Twitter, right? No. Yeah, they figure Elon's what the, they probably just, the, I, I bet it's rife with all kinds of. The FBI. Yeah, it's probably the whole, you could find the whole plot and all the communications involved right there. And I, you know, I, I don't know what Elon Musk is going to do, but I mean, honestly, if anybody's, I mean, it's like Adam Schiff uh, or, or, or even worse is Andrew Weissman. That, that's, yeah, Raskin, Weiss, but, but I mean, look, but look at Raskin's Weissman. Wife. You, yeah, you. But you know this about Andrew Weissman, who, who, uh, you know, how do you get away with destroying it, uh, iPhones, erasing iPhones in this investigation? I mean, it, to me, it's spoliation of evidence. It, it, it yeah. just indicates clearly that there's something nefarious going on. If they were on the up and up, they wouldn't care if their their text messages or whatever was released. But they know they were in communication with Schiff. The whole thing was a put up. And, you know, Roger Stone got dragged through it uh, as sort of an F you at the end of the Mueller. I mean, he's literally shutting the doors and they indict him and assign these, the you know, uh, Kravis and uh, uh, Aaron, uh, Aaron Zelensky and these 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 scumbags, basically, you know, who were I mean, Aaron Zelensky, a, a Clinton uh, a State Department, you know, underling 
Uh, and are, they're all Yaleys too. I mean, Yale should be burned to the ground. I mean, it's producing the most despicable people uh, as lawyers, as attorneys. They're a menace on this country. And, you know, I mean, the Clintons, I mean, look, look, just look at the the people coming out of that, that institution alone. And uh, yeah, well, no, I, you want, I, I, if you want to take out our deep state, then uh, I recommend I'm running for, to be the secretary of retribution. So if you, <laughs> any of your audience would like to uh, support that effort, please do so. I love it. I mean, it's, uh, well, you know, it's just justice. I mean, you know, honestly, we don't have the retribution. Just these people need to be brought to justice because what they have done to this country. I mean, I'm shocked. I'm blown away. I mean, I, I would work for Newt Gingrich in the mid nineties when he was Republican whip, he became speaker. Mm -hmm. I got a real mm -hmm. eye open, eye, eye opening look at how just deceitful and uh, completely uh, just unhinged partisan megalomaniacs. The, uh, the, the Democrats were, they would just lie all day long. And I was like, I, you know, when you see it, when you see, uh, it unfold in the news, you don't know for sure what's really, you know, what was said, what was going on, unless you were there. Well, I was there and I know what Gingrich said, and I know what the proposals were. I knew it inside out. And to hear someone like Gephardt or Bonnier stand up, say, you're going to take our, your social security away. And just lie, just make it up out of whole cloth. I mean, it was really eye-opening to me because I knew there was like, you know, there was BS in politics, but I didn't realize it would take, they would take it to just absolutely fabricating smears. And, you know, it's only gone downhill from there. The Clintons, when they oozed into Washington, and they, they brought with them the death of shame uh, where they can stand up and lie to your face and you have to accept that. And, and they know you're lying, or excuse me, they know they're lying. We know they know they're lying. You know, and they know that we know that they know they're lying. It's yeah, and, yeah, and similar yet, to yet, Ray, yet, no, similar to Christopher Ray Epps, Nancy Pelosi, Yogananda Pittman. You heard of that name, Yogananda? Oh yeah, Pittman? yeah, no, the the yeah, 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 where she she moved on to higher, you know, which she the chief of uh, she moved Berkeley. up out. Of, she was oh god, yeah, off to these cushy positions out of the firing line. Um, you know, she yeah, she's a disgrace. I mean, the testimony that's come out about her from uh, who's the lieutenant uh, who who uh, uh, Michael Johnson. Yes. Yeah, exactly. No, he's I mean, what he's had to say about her. And uh, yeah, it's just uh, and the the, the uh, even to, even down to I understand they had Ukrainian like uh, some sort of Ukrainian operatives on the ground as well, getting in on the action, you know, and it's it, it to me, it's like these All deep state to 2014 Ukraine. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, they're they're money laundering, human trafficking, uh, kickback, whatever have you. I mean, it's just it's a complete uh it, it's just a uh, christmas tree of corruption over there and to think we're going to be drawn into world war three and a nuclear potential nuclear exchange with russia over this is just i mean it's beyond lunacy these people are psychopaths and they have to be dealt with as such we got to take a quick commercial break here uh my guest uh a, a fire breathing constitutional patriot ivan raiklin uh and we're going to get into a little more about what lies ahead on the other side of this break you're watching the tyler nixon show here on today's news talk don't go away. Deweaponizing weather with reality and perspective. According to people, the Earth's temperature, and I say people because I don't really consider the people saying this actual scientists. They may have degrees, but since they're using temperature as a metric for climate, they don't know what they're talking about. But according to them, this has been the hottest year on record, 2023. Now, that's interesting because the world population has gone over 8 billion. In fact, there are close to 70 million new people on the planet than there were back in 2022. Or put it this way, there are 70 million more. Now, I can't figure out if things are so bad, how come the population continues to increase? I mean, aren't we at a hellhole right now? Now, I realize most of you don't have degrees in meteorology, and that's fine. What we were taught at Penn State, back when Penn State used to not be a climate indoctrination school. Well, maybe they're not now that Michael Mann has left and gone to the University of Pennsylvania. But we were taught that temperature is a very poor metric for climate. Wet bulb temperatures are a much better metric because after all, water vapor is very important, right? So if you know how much energy is in the air and you know that a lot better with a wet bulb temperature, then you get a better look at it. You see, it can be hotter, but if it's drier, there's no real change in the amount of energy in the air. Better than that, though, is saturation mixing ratios. Now, this really quantifies the water vapor. So let me ask you a question. If you want to track down the source of what warming is, 
Would you use something that doesn't correlate at all to the temperature, CO2? Or would you use something that has a direct correlation to the temperature, which is water vapor? This is TNT Climate and Weather Watchdog, meteorologist Joe Bastardi, asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you've got. I'm Belinda, and this is Willard, and we were adopted in 2021. When we first met Todd, he was singing a song, and I was like, wow, look at this kid with the biggest smile, and he has a big heart to match. The energy you give Todd, you get it back from Todd. Yeah. Todd's a joy. Yes, Todd's is. really is a great joy. I love him. <laughs> you and you. Learn about adopting a teen from foster care. You can't imagine the reward. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. The Tyler Nixon Show on today's News Talk, TNT. 100 men will test today, but only three win the Green Beret. <laughs> Sergeant Barry Sadler, of course, the old, uh, that was one of my, I tell you what, it wasn't, probably wasn't very much true to life, but the uh, John Wayne, uh, the Green Berets movie, I just, I don't know, I just, you got to love Duke and the Tiger Stripes. I mean, it's just iconic. Very nice. <laughs> so That was good. Jumping right back into it, uh, Ivan, look, you know, there's no two ways about it. The election, people say the election was stolen. No, the presidency was stolen. Our government was stolen by a very organized uh, and ruthless cabal uh, that that uh, President Trump's landslide was of such magnitude that they 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 didn't even couldn't even account for it. They had to stop the vote in the middle of the night and start manufacturing and pulling out, you know, ballots from everywhere they could uh, grab them. And then we see, of course, the hockey stick Biden jump. I mean, it is the most disgusting uh, abuse of uh, everything you could think of and, and miscarriage of justice and uh, betrayal of our Constitution and our and, and democracy itself. Uh, not that we're we are a democracy, we're a republic, but that it has ever been perpetrated in the history of this country. And, you know, they're going to tr they're going to keep trying. They're going to keep pushing forward. They're going to re refine this. You know, they've they've maintained this constant offensive with the lawfare stuff. Tina Peters out here in Colorado, a disgusting uh, uh, persecution of this woman, a, a gold star mother who's facing felony charges because of a totally dingbat psycho secretary of state we have here. Uh, you know, these people are are they're really uh, they know how to they know how to do what they're doing in terms of miscarrying justice and, and manipulating the uh, game. What is it going to take, do you think? uh for us to really defeat this in november i mean you know by by traditional means or we're gonna have to is it gonna be really be thrown into a, a sort of a chaotic uh uh you know unprecedented situation i i, I want to hear hear what you see in your crystal ball yeah real quick let me just recap 2020 there were 39 states that ran their elections outside of the election laws that were promulgated by those state legislatures which was a direct violation of article 2 section 1 clause 2 as it applies to presidential and vice presidential electoral allocation right so mike pence did nothing so basically what we're seeing you mentioned colorado maine and hawaii are now pushing to block trump from appearing on the ballot i've already had conversations in florida as well as arizona and arizona just uh, put a bill forth, at least a resolution for discussion last week, where uh, I recommended if if Colorado with seven electoral votes and Maine with four electoral votes says that they're going to block somebody off the ballot, then Arizona with 11 electoral votes, which is the combined of Maine and Colorado, should go ahead and pre-allocate their electors to the Republican nominee. And then <laughs> in addition to that, the state GOP of Arizona needs to go ahead and pre-allocate its delegates for the RNC convention. This is all within lawful activity, right? Now, yeah. has it ever been done before? No. Is it lawful? Yes. And the, it, it goes back to the whole adage like I started with. I'm here to create courage amongst the toxic, feckless, stone-cold, coward, gutless simps that are mirror images of Mike Pence to get them away from that model and then essentially say, you know what? I am going to step up in a courageous fashion and go ahead and do a body check against the lawlessness of the left. Another, so that's one mechanism. And if you apply it to every single state legislature, one of the one of the objections of these state reps down in Arizona was, well, what if the well, the Democrats could do the same thing? Guess what? I want them to do the same thing because then everybody knows how you vote. Because under the current system, you have no clue who votes for whom, how they vote, if somebody else votes on behalf of someone else. Whereas in this instance, when you have 90 state reps and senators in Arizona that are allocating their ele 11 electoral votes, you know 
the number of registered voters, 90. You know which party they're registered to, right? It's, it's you know, on both sides of the aisle, Democrat, Republican. And then you can see physically one day in person paper ballot who votes for whom. Multiply yep. that by 50 states. Guess what happens? 308 of those electors are then allocated to the Republican based on the state legislative uh, construct. So if they want to go ahead, if the RNC wants to steal the nomination, great. The legislatures can be the backstop to it. And I think with yeah. Tucker Carlson and and uh, others that are basically now with a bigger uh, uh, platform than they used to, that are much bigger than faux news, right? And the rest yeah. of the censorship industrial complex, we are now in a position with him and Elon to go ahead and essentially circumvent their proposed steal. So their most likely course of action is to continue the lawfare. We can counter it with what I just recommended. Uh, they can also steal it at the RNC, right? And I, I just think that it, it's going to be more and more difficult, especially in the next week when uh, uh, Nikki Haley gets just absolutely obliterated, right, in South Carolina, and then for them to basically sustain that. So then their only option now is to essentially jail him, right? Yeah. And then when that and happens- then, And they're running out of those options too. Increases. And so he just, I mean- I mentioned I mean, this I, on Alex I, Jones' I, show, right? What, what's the most dangerous course? What's what is a dangerous course of action, right? A dangerous course of action is to a dangerous course of action is to go ahead and basically shut down the internet and get regain control by blocking Truth Social, Telegram, uh, Elon Musk, and X, right? And then the most dangerous course of action that they would probably do via surrogates such as John Kerry coordinating with the Iranians, right? Yeah, or shut down the power Ray. grid. No, or Christopher Ray, they'll just resort to the 1960s model of what they did to RFK, JFK, and Martin Luther King Jr. And should yeah. they do that, oh, it, I recommend it, it, they just take the L, right? I recommend they take the L, and we're just going to create retribution for them. I'll be the Secretary of Retribution. And on for some of them, we'll have to go ahead and you know create treasonous consequences for them. Yeah, But yeah, if you absolutely. don't take the L, and you go with the most dangerous course of action, then the contract known as the U.S. Constitution, they basically breach the contract. And when one side breaches that contract, the other party, we the people, can go ahead and implement our rule. And you yeah. can take that wow. for what it's worth. No, you're absolutely right. And, it, you know, the, the word constitution, I mean, people think of it as, you know, as a sort of a noun, but it's really a description, almost an adjective in the sense that it, it describes what constitutes a legitimate government. And if this body that claims to be our government is not is not to constituted by that, by those measures and according to those designs, then it's no longer our government. It's just a a rogue force that's taken over the instrumentalities of state and it purports that. Right. And so, you know, and they don't get this because they're a right, post-constitutional occupying force yep. squatting in the White House. That's right. And the executive and totally illegitimate, totally a constitutional post constitutional. And they've never had regard for it. And it makes me laugh when any time a Democrat stands up and talks about defending the Constitution, they love to wrap themselves in it when it suits them to, to try to, uh, you know, and even then it's it's bogus. But I mean, they've been trying to undermine the Constitution for at least a century. And, uh, you know, I, I think that. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, if they do try that resort, I mean, to, you know, like you said, the 1968, 1963 uh, resort, I, I I think the country will explode because I think it doesn't even, it doesn't have to. I mean, when people think, oh, the country is going to explode, it doesn't really have to, because then all you have to resort to is my deep state target list. And you'll know exactly who needs to be cleansed, if you will. Yeah. And the only, yeah. there, there's well, only a couple of pockets of areas in northern Virginia and D.C. where that cleansing needs to take place. No, it's true. And, and, you know, here's the thing is, you know, we've been unfortunately misled by, I mean, I've, I've said worse than any Democrat who at least, you know, where they're coming from with their with their BS are the rhinos are these, uh, frankly, uh, they're they're subversives. I mean, they're they're Democrats who have insinuated themselves, uh, you know, fascists who have insinuated themselves into the party and taken over these positions. And so, you know, we're battling within our own party to to purge it of these people who represent nothing uh, and have sold us out. And, um, you know, it's, it's frankly time to take the gloves off because we've been trying to play sort of 
you know, straightforward, oh, obey the law and do it, do it their way when they're absolutely running wild uh, and trampling the Constitution, trampling the law, trampling everything. I mean, any integrity. So but they hold all these levers of power. They hold the institutional, you know, uh, uh, the cudgel or, or the weapons. My question to you with you know them embedded so i mean even down to where these civil service laws supposedly you can't fire anybody which is bs the president can fire anybody and i don't care what the what any statute congress uh, might have uh, promulgated or some system says how are we gonna what is a systematic way i mean is it just you start firing from the top down until you get to like uh, someone who is has any level of integrity or is it just i mean how do you how do you get rid of these people when they're the place is so lousy with them without gutting all these institutions and maybe they need Let's to be just gutted. The, yeah. So, I mean, if we do take over the White House, right, that's one mechanism is that uh, they've already set the precedent. So I recommend live streamed raids similar to what was done to at scale, right? At massive yeah. scale of every single person that I've listed on my deep state target list, like they did to Roger Stone, like they did to Peter Navarro, like the, the swattings that they've done to Steve Bannon. I would love to be the, the first guy in the stack conducting these actual physical live stream raids. Uh, I would be happy to be deputized, right? And I think there are quite a few of us that would be in that position to do so. The 8,500 8, or so that were kicked out of the military because they refused to comply with the unlawful DOD yeah. mandate, the 80,000 that left early. Uh, another, and it should and be signers, signers of the executive of, branch. Then yeah, the other mechanism is that sheriffs need to go ahead and conduct that. I would be happy. Like I'm in Northern Virginia. Now, the, this is not the Fairfax County may not be amenable to it. But if we can lure in into Prince William County and maybe Culpeper uh, down in those areas of Virginia, some of these deep state actors while they're driving through Virginia, I would be happy to go ahead and do a no, you know, a, a raid on their vehicle as they drive through and then basically yeah. get them, detain them, all of it in the interest of transparency. Let's go ahead and live stream it on Rumble, on X on some of these free speech platforms to make an example of these scum. Andrew Weissman, yeah. uh, you, you need Rod Rosenstein, Peter Strzok, Lisa yeah. Page. At, at minimum. Page. At, I mean, yeah, the list yeah. goes on and on. Uh, absolutely, at minimum, grab them, detain them, not Jim let Comey, them communicate. John not, Yeah, not let them continue to communicate with each other and plot against the country and against the uh, Constitution all their as they have been. Debank yeah. them, deplatform well, them, and, and, give and, and, them a and, taste and a, of their own medicine. In a process that is that is legit, you know, that gives them due process, even though they don't give it to other people. I mean, personally, I said the president should have taken the 101st Airborne and and marched down to Langley and taken over the FBI building and said, this is it. No, we're not. You know, you guys, you guys are a seditious force. It's over. We only have about 25 seconds left. Uh, but I want to thank you, Ivan. I'd like to have you back again if you can uh, if you could spare the time. And because uh, yeah, it, it's only going to get more crazy. And, I, and count me in, brother, on that. Uh, the uh, you know your your force. I will be glad to step up. Uh, <laughs> We're just getting warmed up over here. Amen. Yeah, I was a soldier and an attorney <laughs> and a constitutionalist. Good man, my friend Ivan Reichlin, uh, Green Beret, and a soldier of fortune.